This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're watching episode 115 of the Catholic Foodie. Opa! Well, almost. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today I have a special treat for you. You see, next weekend, Memorial Day weekend, is Greek Fest here in New Orleans, and I've pulled together some video and photos from previous years to share with you. I want to show you why we love the Greek Fest so much, even though we are not Greek. You know, the Greek Fest is really nothing more than the church fair of the Greek Orthodox Cathedral in New Orleans, but we're Roman Catholic, <laughs> yet we never miss it. So I wish I could say it was due to some ecumenical outreach of ours, but it's not. But in this short episode, I want to show you why we go here, the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. So as we do that, as we get ready, why don't you go ahead, sit back, relax, grab your Windex and Spanakopita, and enjoy the show. <laughs> but as we start this episode, I want to thank our sponsor, DivineOffice.org. You will find all things Liturgy of the Hours at DivineOffice.org. Of course, you know, the Liturgy of the Hours is the official prayer of the Church, and it is prayed several times a day by priests, religious, and laity all around the world. It is a treasure trove of grace, and it is a rich education in prayer. If you've never prayed the Liturgy of the Hours, I encourage you to give it a try, and DivineOffice.org makes it very easy to do so. You will find the hours available there in text format and also in audio, beautifully produced, by the way. And you can subscribe to the podcast version or download the iPhone or iPad app. There's even an app for your iMac or MacBook. But the most important thing that you will find at DivineOffice.org is a living community of prayer. So come join us in prayer at DivineOffice.org. So... You're going to be baptized tomorrow, huh? Yeah. It's your lucky day to be baptized in the Greek Orthodox Church. You know, the word baptism comes from the Greek word vaptisia. That's where we dip the baby in a beautiful little silver basin. As I mentioned in the intro, the annual Greek Fest is the church fair of the Greek Orthodox Cathedral in New Orleans, Holy Trinity Cathedral. It's a beautiful church constructed in the traditional architecture of Eastern churches, you know, beautiful domes atop, and an out-of-this-world iconostasis, iconostasis within. Uh, it really is a sight to behold. And when you enter the church, you know you are on holy ground. It is a sacred place. And the atmosphere exudes holiness. And this, I think, is certainly a tribute to the Orthodox. Now, you know, I say that the Greek Fest is the annual church fair of the Greek Orthodox Cathedral, and it is, but it's also more than that. You know, uh, it, it's become a cultural thing. It, it, all, people, New Orleans is full of different eth, uh, ethnic groups, of course. And here, with the Greek Fest, we're talking about the Greek Orthodox Church. You know, it's Greek as in it comes from Greece, and there is a rich culture there. And that's why my little family of Roman Catholics go to the Greek Fest every year. Yeah, if you remember, Char's family is, you know, Char, my wife, right? Her family is Lebanese. And we talk about the Lebanese culture quite a bit way back on episode 9 of the Catholic Foodie. The name of that episode was Marhaba Habibi, which is Arabic. But we also talked about Greek Fest on episodes 20 
and also episode 75 of The Catholic Foodie. So if you care to learn a little bit more about the Greek Orthodox Church or, or Greek Fest in New Orleans, you can uh, uh, take a listen to those uh, episodes. Matter of fact, on a couple of those, I actually brought the recorder with me and recorded uh, some sounds, a, kind of like a sound scene tour, if you will, on those episodes. So you may want to go back and listen to episodes 20 and episode 75. Now, Greek and Lebanese are not the same thing, of course, but they're very similar. You know, the food, the music, the dancing, the focus on family, how important family is, all of it is very, very similar, which is why we love the Greek fest so much. You know, even spiritually, there are great similarities. The, the, the universal church, the Roman Catholic church, the universal church is so big. You know, it was back in 1054 AD where we had that great split between East and West, between Roman Catholics and the Orthodox. And even in Roman Catholicism, there are many different rites, R-I-T-E-S, right? Uh, rites, R-I-T-E-S, uh, and all of them being united. It's the Eastern Catholic Church that's united with Rome. You have the Latin, the uh, Latin rite, the Byzantine, the Ruthenian, the Coptic, the Maronite, the Melkite, and many others. Uh, but Lebanon is the seat of Maronite Catholicism, completely in union with Rome under the leadership, the headship of the Pope. Uh, St. Maron was the one who brought the gospel to Lebanon very early in Christian history. And the Maronites have always been united with Rome. They've never been separated from Rome. And, and, and I'm very fortunate to have been exposed to a number of Catholic rites in my lifetime. You know, the Byzantine, the Melkite, the Maronite. Um, very, very fortunate. I feel very blessed to have done that. And I have a very great love and appreciation for the Eastern Catholic Church. You know, I think it was back in 1995 when Pope John Paul II wrote the encyclical Ut Unum Sint, that they may be one. Uh, I was overjoyed because he used this analogy. It's been used before, but he kind of used this analogy of the East and West, saying that the, the, two, the two sides, the, 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 really it's like two lungs, right? And a body needs both those lungs to breathe. And so the church, the universal church is comprised of all this, even though we have a split, even though we have you know, a, a, a schism here, uh, but we need each other. And I, I found that so beautiful because you know, breath is also an image in Scripture of the Holy Spirit. So beautiful. Now, going to the Greek Fest each year gives me a chance to admire the beautiful icons and the rich symbols of our faith. Uh, there's just so much more that unites us than divides us. And then there's the food. When you come to my house and I cook for you. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that might be a problem. What's the problem? I had the best cook in the family, tell you. Oh, I did, didn't I? Twice. Okay, then. <laughs> oh. um, it's just, uh, yeah. Ian is a vegetarian. He doesn't eat meat. He don't eat no meat? No, he doesn't eat meat. What do you mean he don't eat no meat? Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I make laugh. Okay, I admit it. We love the food. <laughs> it's incredible. There's just no other way to put it. You know, the gyros is my favorite. Uh, but we also enjoy the, the souvlaki, the pork or chicken. You can also get uh, lamb sausage. And speaking of lamb, you know, every year, and we've been going for years and years, probably 12 years or so, 13 years we've been going, 14 even, that we've been going to the Greek Fest. And I think we've missed only twice in that time due to illness. But, uh, you know, every year I spend time watching those guys out there roast lambs on a spit. 
All right, they usually have four going at a time, and it takes four to six hours to roast a lamb. Right? I'm, I'm just fascinated by the process. It's just not something you see every day, right? So now, after watching them year after year, I finally asked last year if I could help sew one up. You see, the lamb is cut on the underbelly from top to bottom. And in order to roast it on a spit, the bar that's inserted in the lamb has to be bolted to the lamb's back. And after that, the underbelly of the lamb has to be sewn up. Now, by sewing that up, what it does is it creates a sort of oven within the lamb, so it cooks really from both the inside and the outside as it spins on the spit. A really neat process, actually. And I have to tell you, it smells, well, heavenly. <laughs> Absolutely heavenly. It's awesome. So, you know, last year I talked to Captain Mateos, uh, Matt, he's also known as Matt, <laughs> Captain Mateos, um, who's the captain of the lamb roasting crew, and I asked, you know, can I, can I help you? I'd love to do this. And uh, he was help, happy to welcome me among them, and I tell you, I had a ball. You know, there's just nothing like working a bit of magic in the kitchen or on the grill or the rotisserie. So it was just a thing of beauty, folks. I mean, it's amazing. And they put very little lamb, uh, very, very little on the lamb to season it. You know, salt, pepper, and oregano, and that's about it. But this stuff is just so juicy and delicious. But besides the lamb, you know, there are lots of other good eats. I already mentioned the gyros and the souvlaki. 
But there's also fried calamari with uh, feta and lemon. And my kids just go crazy over that calamari. They, they ask for it. They start talking about it weeks in advance. Uh, the cheese fries, well, not just cheese fries, not just regular cheese fries, but feta cheese fries. And uh, those, I love those. They are so good. Uh, you're talking about Greek-style fried potatoes prepared with a special blend of Greek spices and covered in feta cheese, served up piping hot. Those are so good. Uh, Greek salad. You have Greek salad with uh, feta cheese, olives, tomatoes, cucumbers, special greens, and their very own Greek vinaigrette dressing. And those come with uh, rice-stuffed dolmas. Very, very good. We always get a Greek salad to split that. Jar and I do. Uh, and the kid, the girls love it. Christopher's not a big uh, salad fan. But uh, there's also a traditional Greek dinner, and it includes teropoda, spanakopita, pastizio, meatballs, and uh, also comes with a Greek salad with uh, with dolma, all right, which is uh, the stuff great, please. And for dessert, oh my goodness, wow, you talk about good stuff, homemade Greek pastries. And we're talking over 20 different traditional ones, including baklava. So you talk about good stuff, wow. And uh, you can also get those in, in, uh, in a box, you can get them boxed up to go. So lots of folks I know, they come in and they buy those pastries and take them home, stick them in the freezer or something, and, you know, eat on them for weeks on end. Very good. So is it any wonder, if you see all this stuff, is it any wonder that we love Greek Fest so much? And I haven't even talked about talked about climbing Mount Olympus. I haven't talked about canoeing. But this is why we love it so much. It is culture. It is Greek culture. It is a Mediterranean culture. It's just beautiful. So in last year was a first, though. Not only did I help with the lamb, but our kids ended up working in the grocery area, helping to sell spices and homemade feta cheese and fresh pita and Kalamata olives. And man, they had a ball. So we are very excited about this weekend coming up. And if you happen to be in the New Orleans area Memorial Day weekend, you can join me, the Catholic foodie, at the Greek Fest. And until next time, Kaliorexi. You couldn't wait for me? Sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, don't sorry me. Oh, look at this. Rash. Somebody gave me the mati. Put some Windex on. Oh, God, please, please. Vula, this works. Last night, my toe was as big as my face. No. 